Welcome to The Right Side of History, a podcast dedicated to exploring current events through a historical lens and busting left-wing myths about figures and events of America's past. I'm Jared Stepman. And I'm Fred Lucas. Today we have an interview with Brian Kilmeade of Fox and Friends about his book, Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, the Texas victory that changed American history, which is out in paperback now. He discusses Sam Houston's legacy, his challenges in life, and what might have been if Texas had remained an independent country. We're joined again on Right Side of History by Brian Kilmeade, uh, co-anchor on Fox and Friends, and uh, he is a returning guest for our show. He he was on the show for his uh, book on Andrew Jackson uh, some time ago, and today we're going to be talking about his book on Sam Houston and the Alamo. Uh, Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. So uh, one aspect of this book, um, bring us into modern times a little bit. Uh, this book is very much about the, I think, the, the fighting spirit of Texas. Um, and I, I wonder if you could maybe talk about how um, what's in this book is a uh, can reflect on what we're going through now in terms of, uh, you know, coming out of uh, this major crisis. And, and for that matter, how Texas is handling this major crisis. Well, look, uh, right Everyone's fighting to get their freedom back. Little things like uh, going to a bookstore evidently is too dangerous. Evidently going to a florist is too dangerous. Uh, evidently going to a furniture store is too dangerous. It's uh, preposterous. But that's what we're looking at in some of these states who feel as though they want to micromanage your life and don't feel as though they've been asked to explain some of this, which is outrageous. And... Uh, you're seeing in Texas in particular, you have a salon owner two weeks ago said, I'd rather go to jail. Uh, put me in jail. I don't care uh, because I'm not, I'm not not doing this. So I thought that um, that's pretty much the Texas attitude is that what people would do for freedom uh, to call their own shots, not to demand anything with the story of early Texas and just uh, hope for the best and work hard to make it happen and not blame. And that that's too bad. It's not the culture we have today. Your previous book was about another general, of course, uh, Andrew Jackson. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, Andrew Jackson, Sam Houston, um, and also the stages in which uh, Texas went from being an independent country to becoming a U.S. state? Well, I mean, Andrew Jackson was a guy who grew up an orphan, and he really uh, understood what Sam Houston was going through. His dad died at a very young age. Uh, so his, his dad died at a young age, and... Um, and he was basically forced to move with his whole family out west. At which time, he didn't like it. He didn't like the fact that there was nobody around. He didn't like working on a ranch. He didn't like working on a farm. He didn't like working in the store. And he got so much crap from his, uh, from his siblings and his mom, he left. And Sam used to want to live with the American Indians. Now you had Andrew Jackson, whose uh, two brothers are killed in the war. He almost dies in the Revolutionary War. His mom dies trying to earn a living. And he finds himself all alone in the world at 15 years old. And forced to make his own way. They both become lawyers. They both become governors. They both go into the military, one significantly older than Andrew Jackson. And they just see themselves as people who like to take responsibility for their own actions, don't expect any free lunch. And they help each other the rest of their lives. So uh, Sam Houston, he was known for being sort of a patient general. Uh, he, he was he was willing to retreat uh, in terms of maybe Losing the battle in order to win the war, uh, and, and you write about that. So some of the troops didn't necessarily like the idea of retreating uh, um, in certain circumstances. Could, could you talk about that some? 
Yeah, I mean, in early on in his life, he's in his twenties. He was a guy uh, heads going into a hail of bullets. As he got older, he realized that uh, courage is great, but it's got to be calculated. And by the time he becomes a forty-one-year-old uh, military officer trying to take a bunch of raw soldiers who had never have any experience at all at all, um, he becomes very calculated, very cautious, uh, very, uh, very savvy about how fragile life is. So he's not trying to put his guys in any situation where they might not win. So he wants to get the biggest advantage possible. And to do that, he had to do something the Texans never do, and that's uh, go backwards. And while he's doing that, he's doing something very similar with the Russians and Soviets did with Napoleon and Hitler. They burn everything. They don't want to leave anything in their towns for uh, the incoming army to take advantage of. So they call it the runaway scrapes. Happened in 1835 and finished up in 1836 until Santana thought Sam Houston was afraid of him. And when they finally did track Sam Houston's army down, they reported to square off with them. And when they didn't fight in the morning in Los Jacinto, uh, they thought the Santana thought, okay, my guys can get some rest. They're not going to fight at all, but they ended up fighting in the afternoon. And the Mexican army was a disaster. They lost in 17 minutes. They go finished off in two hours. And that was all in revenge of the Alamo. Right. Yeah, the, the, uh, that crushing loss at the Alamo, that, that really inspired the victory going forward. Um, how, how do you think uh, war heroes, uh, do, do you think they carry the same cultural significance uh, today in those days? Oh, well, the problem, the problem is you don't, you know, even though you couldn't see war there, like it was everywhere, you don't really see our wars. You just hear them reported on. You don't even see the battles necessarily. So, but I do think people know General McChrystal, General Petraeus, General Kelly. I do think they know who General Tommy Franks is. Uh, but, you know, it's not as big as McCormick or Patton or Eisenhower. One big aspect of the book is uh, that this was a uh, this was a group that had sort of second chances. It's this ragtag group. Uh, are they? Um, how, how did this group end up beating uh, Santa Anna's? You know, so they got wiped out. Napoleon, Napoleon, got wiped right. out the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they went backwards. They shaped the battlefield. When they finally did it, the Mexican foolishly put themselves back up to a body of water. No could swim. They blew up the bridges, and then they had the surprise element in Battle of San Jacinto to attack when they weren't ready, and hence the word surprise. And when they did it, their guns were piled in a in a stack, and Sam Houston leading the charge was able to go the rest of the way. So one big historical what if in this is uh, how do you think uh, Texas would have survived as an independent country if it had continued being a sovereign nation? It might have been. I mean, it's a pretty big country, but they had their own navy. Uh, they began to seem to have diplomatic relations with a lot of the European nations. They wouldn't have been a force, I'll tell you. And it's hard to imagine them staying independent between Texas and, excuse me, between Mexico and the United States. But they do have a lot of assets. They, do, they are bigger than most countries, too. So uh, it was smart enough, Sam Houston was smart enough to hedge it against uh, the U.S. They said, listen, we wait nine years to be annexed. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to go with Britain. And that got everybody to act. Sam Houston wanted Texas to remain in the Union. He, he opposed secession. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in the paperback, I added uh, something else. And the, the new stuff I added into it was I bring in the War of 1812. Then I bring it to the Texas Revolution, 1835-36. And I end with 1860, where Sam Houston is governor again of Texas. And the Civil War is about to start, and he wants to keep Texas out of the Confederacy. He said hundreds of thousands will die, and we will lose. He goes, uh, the, the, they will not stop, we will lose. 
He was right on both counts. And when they wouldn't listen to him, he left as governor. And he was kind of fired, too, but he left. Mm. His own son joined the army, but not him. Uh, he just he would end up dying before the war is over. And you would see and you know, would visit the northern prisoners all the time. He also would go to bat for the Indians to make sure the American Indians weren't involved in this war because it's not their war. That was Brian Kilmeade rejoining the right side of history. The book is Sam Houston and the Alamo Avengers, which is now available in paperback. Thanks to everyone for joining us on the right side of history. You can check out our work at Ricochet, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can also check out our work at DailySignal.com and my Twitter handle, at Jarrett Stepman, as well as Fred's Twitter handle, at FredLucasWH. Thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to The Right Side of History, brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive produced by Jarrett Stepman and Fred Lucas. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Thalia Rampersad, and Mark Guiney. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.